Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. I want to thank all you so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Also, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sonny D. High stress times, I know uh, this whole coronavirus thing going around, very scary, very uneasy right now, uh, but just everybody be safe, um, you know, do what you can to avoid any kind of, you know, spreading, putting yourself in unnecessary risk of catching and contracting the illness, um, you know, whatever you can, <clears throat> just try to weather the storm, so to speak. Uh, it's interesting because there's so much out there going on about the coronavirus. Uh, really, um, you know, it, it's hard to kind of know where to look. It really is. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, we do what we got to do here. And I think it's just important that people try to uh, remain uh, calm, cool, and collected uh, when it comes to uh, tackling this uh, coronavirus. Uh, however, it is already starting to have implications uh, in a variety of areas and places, uh, one of which, the big one being now, we're starting to see a lot more sports uh, being played without fans. Uh, media in the North American uh, sports are not being allowed into the dressing rooms, uh, only essential staff. Uh, and whilst this is, you know, this is a momentary thing, I think it, it it's a necessary uh, evil, so to speak. I do believe um, it, you have to just try to keep this virus under control. I mean, it's scary to see what's happening over in Italy, where they've basically said, okay, everybody kind of self-quarantine, and they've locked down a country. Uh, that That's insane. Like, I, I just, um, I, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, but nonetheless... It's uh, it's the way things go right now. So uh, we'll see right now how this all kind of shapes up. But nonetheless, uh, we kind of got to keep moving on. As I said, uh, waiting uh, more and more to get more and more news, see what's kind of going on, and uh, kind of go from there. Uh, there's no sense really, in my opinion, uh, just kind of you know panicking, I guess, so to speak. But you always want to be prepared. You always want to be prepared, you know, whether it means stocking up on food or whatever. You always want to be prepared. You want to be conscious. Uh, you want to be conscious and cautious uh, during these times. Uh, nonetheless, we've, um, as this kind of moves along here, we, gotta, we do have to kind of be cognizant of how it's affecting kind of the world around us. Uh, you know, for instance, flight plans, travel plans. You know, for a lot of people, those might be getting put on hold. Uh, so just, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you not to cancel your travel, you know, to change your travel plans. I mean, I'd, I'd, that'd be incredibly hypocritical and inc incredibly irresponsible of me to suggest anything of the sorts. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I got an email. I keep saying nonetheless. It seems to be a theme now the last few episodes. But uh, regardless, we... Uh, Got an email yesterday or last night, I guess, earlier this morning. I read it this morning from uh, WestJet, uh, where they're kind of talking about what they're doing uh, to the coronavirus outbreak. I uh, don't need to read out the whole email, but companies, businesses are savvy. They are cognizant. They are aware of what's going on. And I think, you know, you have to take certain precautions. So 
we'll see how this shapes up. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to talk about, or the big theme of the episode that finally I guess we're going to get into now is poker. Uh, with the summer season kind of around the corner, it's funny how this coronavirus now, I don't know if it's going to affect things or not. Uh, it, it might still be a little too early to tell. Uh, in other news this morning, I did find out, I guess, Stagecoach and Coachella have both tentatively been postponed till October. Uh, interesting move there. Uh, for any of you that are big into the music scene, the music festival scene, uh, that's moving. So now you're going to have the iHeartRadio Festival, Stagecoach, and Coachella in a much more concentrated uh, time frame uh, in the, uh, the fall this year. And I guess that's assuming that, you know, maybe they get this outbreak out of control, under control. Maybe a vaccine uh, rears its head. I don't know. But it seems to be that things are being kind of moved and postponed. Uh, the Olympics, as of right now, are a go. Uh, but again, they, you know, those could get postponed. We'll see. But in terms of poker, with the poker season, I'm still waiting to see what the tentative plan is. There's three main series so far that I've been able to find that have released schedules. Uh, the World Series of Poker, of course, and they're usually the leaders in, in getting theirs out. They've gotten theirs out. Uh, we've talked about it. I guess we can talk about it again in depth and kind of break down the variety of events. Uh, but the World Series of Poker has put out theirs. Uh, Venetian Deep Stack Championship have put uh, out theirs. The Venetians put out theirs, their schedule for that. And uh, last but not least, the Planet Hollywood has uh, put out a draft, a tentative draft uh, for their uh, famous Goliath series. Again, each of these cater to a different uh, level of player, uh, and, and that level could be, you know, determined by many things, whether it be skill level, whether it be bankroll level, whatever it might be, comfort level, live tournament, you know, all of these things play in, and there's, so there's always something for everybody in the summer season. I always try to stress that as much as I can. There's always something for everybody, which is what kind of makes the summer poker season so exciting. That's not just about the World Series of Poker. There's so much going on across such a wide variety of venues. Uh, and even if you're just kind of a specialist, look, you just want to play certain games, right? You just want to play Omaha High-Low. There's Omaha High-Low at such a variety of places that you can organize your summer around playing Omaha High-Low if that's what you wanted to do. You could... It'd be harder for some of the other games, like when you, like for me who likes to play the draw games, it'd be tougher to fill a whole poker season with just draw games. Uh, but I guess in a way it could feasibly be done. You just have a lot of off days in my opinion. Um, but regardless, uh, there's, as I said, something for everybody. And I mean, when you think about it, actually, you know, as I, as I think about it now, so the major venues and a major series that kind of have, or place that have series, there are, of course, the World Series of Poker. There's the Aria Classic, uh, which also features a WPT event or WPT 500 event, I think. Um, at some point, there's the Bellagio Cup and the Bellagio Five Diamond, I think, is at some point in the summer, but that's a very different story because that usually is after the main summer season. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, World Series of Poker, Aria Classic, uh, Famous Goliath of the Planet Hollywood, Venetian Deep Stack Championship, the Wind Summer Classic. Uh, you've usually got certain tournaments at Binion's, uh, except I think even last year they'd, they'd, shut, they'd um, kind of uh, slowed down drastically. Uh, but still something usually at Binion's. Uh, the Golden Nugget usually has their series. And uh, the Orleans 
has emerged as a, a major player in this summer kind of series of tournaments. I'd be interested to see if other places start to catch on and maybe they want to be get a little piece of that pie. I don't know. But I would, you know, as someone in the poker community, as a poker player, as a poker fan, as a tournament poker player, uh, I'm always up for seeing new venues uh, kind of emerge in uh in in poker and especially in the expanding of the poker season and i've seen over the last couple of years now or last few years of being a regular down in the poker season or uh, summer poker season how it's expanded how the orleans have really gotten in there uh so it's uh and even i mean even aria how they've kind of expanded their offering so you're just seeing a lot more expansion which as i've said before is really good for the game of poker uh and expanding it and kind of offering uh, every, a little bit of something for everyone. But, again, we don't know how this is going to play out this summer. Uh, I don't know <coughs> if I should be booking things tentatively. Uh, maybe things will be cheap in the interim. Therefore, I should maybe lock down some hotels, lock down airfares, things like that, and then always be prepared to cancel if need be. Uh that's, that's one school of thought that I've had, or one train of thought, rather, that I've had going into the summer poker season. Uh, the other thing is maybe wait and see how this all shapes out and then book. Uh, I know that a lot of the airlines now are starting to introduce more flexible cancellation policies in light of the corona outbreak, uh, which is nice to see. It's it, you know It is a very real concern that people have. It's a very big issue facing everybody in the world right now. Um, and depending on what, and I mean, everybody's level of interest and panic and concern over the coronavirus is different. And I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong, whether there be less stress or more stress about it. It just, it is a concern for everybody right now. So with that being said, you know, businesses and are, are, are being cognizant of this. Uh, so with those flexible cancellation plans, yes, it gives me something more to think about. Uh, and we'll see. If other venues are still going to put out schedules, I mean, you still have to have the planning in place. So we'll see now kind of as we get through March here and into April. Usually by March, you start to have, beginning of April, I mean, especially most places will have um, their schedules out, especially the big venues, uh, and that being typically uh, Planet Hollywood, uh, World Series of Poker, Venetian, Wynn, um, Golden Nugget, and usually Aria will have theirs out by now. And I mean, Orleans, we'll see now as they, as I said, as they've emerged as a major player in the field, uh, we'll see. So it'll just be interesting. If schedules keep coming up, I think it gives reason for me to maybe consider, yes, I should be planning. I should be looking ahead to uh, how uh, the summer could look for me. And you always want to be prepared. As I've talked about before on the podcast, a big thing for me this year is being prepared. I've already printed out the calendars. You know, so filling in those calendars, having an idea of what my summer looks like, uh, what my summer travel plans look like, is very important. I think it's going to be very key moving forward here um, through this. Because, I mean, it's always one thing. You'd rather be prepared than unprepared. And And I was just saying that, right? So I guess that does apply to the summer poker season as well. Uh, But, again, we'll see if there even is a poker season, but I should, as I've sat here, I've talked myself into preparing for it. So uh, let's, uh, you know, so hopefully it's a go. Hopefully this uh, whole corona thing is kind of settled and has blown over by then, and we can kind of all uh, look forward to that poker season, or at least us in the poker community. 
uh, and those of us and those that support us in the poker community. But <clears throat> the other big thing right now in poker going on is uh, the Phil Galfon Challenge or the Galfon Challenge uh, that is currently uh, ongoing, uh, where Phil Galfon set out a challenge. Um, for high stakes, heads up, pot limit Omaha. I think it was just pot limit Omaha. I don't think it was uh, Omaha high low. Uh, so just straight up pot limit Omaha. I think it was 100, 200. Um, and it's it's pretty crazy to see, um, you know, how this challenge is going. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. There's been a lot of um, vlogs out there that have been covering the Galfon Challenge. Uh, Phil Galfon, I guess, just put out his site maybe this year or last year, run it once, and as a bit of a promotional thing, has decided to issue this Galfon Challenge. Uh, and, and I understand the idea of having a high-stakes um, challenge. You don't want to there's brand protection, so to speak, uh, when it come when you're a professional poker player, and you don't want to just be getting beaten by anybody. And there, there. I mean, Galfon's resume speaks for itself. The World Series Poker has three bracelets, eight final tables, twenty four um, money fi um, caches, and his best was a uh, finish in the main event was a hundred forty first place. <coughs> um, but. Uh, and, and, and the crazy thing too is actually he has three bracelets across three different games, uh, none of which had a buy-in of less than $5,000. He won the $5,000 Pot Limit Omaha event in 2008, followed by the $10,000 No Limit Deuce to 7 single draw in 2015, and then the 10 Limit Pot Limit Omaha High Low 8 or Better Championship in 2018. Uh, so those last two came a little closer together, uh, but... <clears throat> And I guess he just he has a younger kid now. Uh, just has a baby. He'll only be a couple years old. Uh, but uh, his resume, he's built up a resume. He has, um, he does have respect amongst many of his peers. Um, being known as a great player, a uh, tremendous player, uh, actually. Uh, I, I, I would not necessarily be overly keen if it was me versus him for a bracelet. Uh, that he's the one I have to beat heads up. Uh, but, I mean, you take it as you can <coughs> um, for whatever it is. But uh, whatever the, the case may be, Phil Galfon has earned his reputation. The interesting thing here becomes, as I said, is getting into this uh, Galfon challenge. So his first one is uh, against Venevidi. Uh, I'm not sure who this Venevidi character is. Uh, but of late, Phil Galfond has really turned it around. Uh, at one point down almost a million euros to Venevidi. He has now trimmed that back and cut the deficit to nearly half of that, uh, being uh, only down now 585,000 uh, euros. Uh, they are playing uh, 100, 200 uh, pot limit Omaha, and it's a duration of 25,000 hands, and they are just over the halfway mark. To put this lightly, 25,000 hands is a lot of fucking hands. Alright, I want to be very, very clear on that. Very, very clear that um, this is no easy task. <clears throat> and I think at the end of the day, too, the big thing here for Phil Galfond is that idea of, I mean, you do want to, um, you know, your, you know, your brand. 
right? Um, he has six challenges lined up, uh, well, five after the Venavidi one. Uh, so you want to get off to a winning start. I mean, if he loses a million uh, euros, and I don't know what Phil Galfon's bankroll is and or whatnot, um, but clearly the guy isn't doing too badly. But he's got Bill Perkins next. Um, then he's got Chance Corneth. Then Jungleman Cates. Then I'm not sure who Action Freak is. Uh, followed by Brandon Adams. None of these guys are slouches uh, when it comes to uh, poker or pot limit Omaha. <coughs> I would imagine, in all honesty, that... Uh, Galfond has a, an advantage over Bill Perkins uh, in terms of play and skill level when it comes to Potlum and Omaha. Now, with that being said, Bill Perkins has been around and he's played in a number of events and played against some of the best players in the world, so you can't count him out. Um, and each of the bets are a little different. So it's uh, so with Venavidi, it was 100, uh, 200 uh, Potlum and Omaha, 25K hands with a side bet of 200K to 100K uh, Galfond of Venaviti. Uh, the next one here with Bill Perkins is 100, 200 Potlum in Omaha, 50K uh, hands, uh, so 50,000 hands played, or one of them gets to a 400,000 uh, pound loss, or euro loss, um, with a million to 250 uh, bet Galfond to Perkins. Uh, Chance Corneth, it's 100, 200 Potlum in Omaha, 35,000 hands. Uh, one million to two fifty there. Uh, Jungle Man is an interesting one. So this one they haven't fi- uh, is a, is a, sh- a bit of a shorter duration. Uh, one hundred two hundred pot limit Omaha with seven and a half thousand hands. Uh, side bet is still to be determined. And then uh, with Action Freak here, we've got 150-300 pot limit Omaha, fifteen thousand hands, uh, one hundred fifty k side bet each. And then with Brandon Adams, we've got uh, a slightly shorter one where it's an hours versus um, hands played. So it's a 100-200 pot limit Omaha, 40 hours in duration with a 150K to 100K side bet. So it'll be interesting to see how these all play out. Uh, Now, I guess it is a European-based system here, this run it once, uh, because it says here we matched up to 600 euros. uh, So nonetheless... I get this must be his new site or his site. Uh, and it just interesting to see how this Galfond challenge has played out. Phil Galfond looked like he was down and out uh, down when he was down nearly a uh, million euros. Uh, I think a lot of us in the community felt bad for him. Now, I'm not rooting against Venavidi. I'm not even sure who the hell Venavidi is. Uh, and, I mean, if you were able to get up by a million euros, maybe Venavidi turns this back around, applies more pressure, and is able to turn this around and uh, crush him again, or maybe Galfon's on the comeback. Maybe he does end this challenge slightly in the plus. Um, Galfon is a is a very very experienced player. Um, when all this is said and done, he, I mean, he's just gonna have a hundred thousand hands basically when this is all said and done. Like this is a guy who's played a lot of online pot limit Omaha, a lot of live pot limit Omaha. As I said, has built up quite the reputation as a tremendous player. I'm not rooting for either side here. Again, I have nothing against Phil Galfond. I don't even know who the hell Venavidi is. It's just interesting when you see these challenges taking place. Uh, the last big one that I can think of was the famous Durr challenge. Uh, and this one's a little, and that was in No Limit Hold'em. This one's a little different here. Uh, and maybe the next challenge will be somebody wanting to play mixed games. I don't know. Maybe you have Jungle Man issue the Jungle Challenge where he plays mixed games. 
against players. Who knows? Uh, I think people were hoping to see maybe at one point maybe a guy like uh, Doug Polk issue a challenge. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, when it comes to high stakes, like this is a lot of money we're dealing with here. Uh, 100, 200 is very, very high stakes, especially in, in a high action game like Potlum at Omaha. So you're seeing a lot of money go back and forth. Uh, and I've thought about maybe watching some of this a little bit, uh, maybe even watching it when I'm on the treadmill, who knows. Uh, but yes, it, it, this first one is going to be a, a measure and a test, in my opinion, of Galfond's resiliency. Now, the interesting thing is here is that idea of reset and his mental game and understanding himself, I think, a little bit. When he got down by the 900 and something uh, thousand euros, he decided he was taking a break. And then he issued this huge long statement explaining why and whatever. At the end of the day, I don't know if he has investors or backers involved in this. And maybe that's why he issued the explanation or maybe just for his fans. But he, if unless he has those situations, I don't think he owes us a damn thing. He doesn't have to explain shit to any of us. You're down 900,000? Fuck yeah. If you want to take a break, take a fucking break. Who am I to tell you not to take a break? Um, and he said, I wanted to take some time away from this, some family time, focus on that, focus on me, come back refreshed, and play. I know I've been there. I had recently taken a break uh, from playing poker, and I do that every so often with live poker. Uh, I do it with online poker. Uh, you just need to refresh. And sometimes, because when you do want to play, you have to be dialed in. This is your gig. This is your job. This is your hustle. This is how your bills get paid. Just having a sip of some lovely tea. Um, but it's important to understand that. So if you can't come back and be 100% focused, yeah, you're going to have some issues. You're going to have a situation where, yes, you know, all of a sudden... If you're down, if you're having a downward streak, then all of a sudden, yeah, it will start to play on your mind a little bit. I get that. I 100% get where Phil was coming from in this. So I think he was right to take a step back. And it's interesting to see now, since he's taking the step back, how he's trimmed the deficit here. Um, will it be too much to overcome? I don't know. Uh, I think Phil Galvan probably does have the skill level to do it. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he does. I mean, that's a huge confidence builder going into his next matchup with Bill Perkins. Uh, I think if he were to lo have lost to Venavidi and this were to, were to have kept going and he was in the 2 million euro range of loss, I think it would have affected things. I don't know if he would have suspended the challenge. I don't know if he would have outright canceled the challenge, but I think it would have been hard to come back from. I know for me personally, if I had issued this kind of challenge and I was down that much, yeah, I would have had a hard time coming back from this. I would have, you know, you, you do start to question whether you still have it, but, and maybe these were all questions going through his head. I know he talked about his A game, his B game, his C game, uh, not being good enough. It is what it is. Uh, but nonetheless, he has come back uh, and has trimmed that deficit. So I think that right now is kind of the big story in poker, that's kind of the most interesting thing we have going on while we're all waiting in limbo here for this coronavirus thing uh, to pass over. And it will be interesting to see how that plays out. I've talked to some people down in Vegas. They've said the next couple of weeks will really shed some light on um, what's going to happen in terms of the summer, uh, what preparations have been put in place. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I don't want to speculate too much. But I do imagine that, especially in a town like Las Vegas, 
they're going to be on top of the ball. The last thing they need is a Corona outbreak in their, uh, during the World Series. I mean, you've got tens of thousands. You probably have over 100,000 people congregate down there to play poker. The last thing you need is the scare, worry, or some kind of outbreak of coronavirus during the World Series of Poker. Uh, the economy seems relatively fragile as is. Vegas, in particular, was hit very hard last time during the last recession. Uh, I don't know where we're at. I don't know if we need to talk recession and things like that. But nonetheless, the economy is very fragile, especially the Vegas economy is very fragile. For a city and town that depends so much on tourism, it's a very delicate, fragile time. I guess one of the big things that the WSOP has, um, and I guess all of these places have in... Uh, the back of their in their back pocket is the fact that they are their own hosts and own their own things, right? So they could always decide to suspend the World Series of Poker, have it maybe a little later in the year once this calms down. Famous Goliath, all of these, all of these <coughs> venues and series could be moved. I don't know if they're going to necessarily cancel them, but I, I could see, as I said, they're going to probably plan them out. You're going to continue to see schedules pop up. And I do encourage people to plan ahead to maybe see. But again, be cognizant. If this coronavirus thing isn't under control, maybe make that decision. Hey, maybe, <coughs> pardon me, this is the year we skip out. This could be skip year and we uh, there is just no po summer poker season. So a lot to think about there. Uh, a lot to talk about, but hopefully there's some ups and downs there and some positives pardon me to take away from this episode. Uh, and I mean, you can't shy away from the truth either. You know, I think that's the other thing is there's no sense in trying to sugarcoat things and shy away from the facts. Fact of the matter is we do have an illness going around right now that is highly contagious, that we don't fully understand, that is affecting a lot of people that, yeah, we do need to be uh, <coughs> aware of and and take necessarily personal uh, uh, precautions. But, uh, so as such, it kind of has, I guess, eliminated or not eliminated, but kind of by default, given us one interesting story right now in the world of poker, which seems to be the uh, Galfon challenge, which as I said, I just looked it up, just saw. And as of right now, the most current update, which is based on today, uh, Galfon has trimmed that uh, deficit by roughly 400,000 since he took his, uh, I guess, much needed break. Uh, so it's interesting to see the comeback. Yeah, so 300 and something thousand he's come back by. So very, 300, about 315,000 he's come back by. Still down over half a million. Uh, let, let's be clear on that. Uh, with just over half of the hands to be played. But again, sometimes that's that experience. It's that veteran knowledge. It's that ability to adapt. Maybe Phil has has picked up something. Maybe in that break he was studying. Who knows? Uh, you know, you're not going to tell your opponent every strategy and everything you're doing. You're going to tell them your complete game plan. That'd be silly. So, again, uh, Galfon, though, has trimmed the deficit. And it's going to be something to watch. So I encourage any of you uh, poker fans out there, uh, look it up. See what's going on. Uh, we're almost halfway through. I imagine this will probably wrap up sometime in April. Who knows? Again, pending some major downswing either way. I imagine this to be over in and around April. And we'll see. Maybe And Phil Galvan, maybe he has lined up these things up saying, hey, maybe there is no World Series of Poker this year, so I'm just sitting at home playing on the computer. So we'll see. Uh, we'll also see how this does affect maybe uh, online poker in the next little bit.
Could this lead to another online poker boom? Uh, it would involve the uh, complete legalization of online poker across the entire United States ever since the infamous um, issue, uh, the Black Friday issue. Uh, with which uh, one was that? Uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Jeez Louise. But <clears throat> uh, ever since then, there has been the uh, kind of only a couple of states have allowed online poker. I think Nevada and New Jersey are the two. I could be wrong. Maybe there's more. But essentially, real money online poker has been limited to New Jersey and Nevada. So we'll see. Maybe this leads to, you know, the government saying, hey, you know what? We have to loosen the ropes here a little bit. And uh, we get mass online poker again. We'll see. It would be huge for the poker community. Huge. If uh, you'd, if they had to legalize online poker across the United States again. I think that's when uh, you would see a huge online boom again. All these players thirsty to get back in the game. Who don't necessarily live in New Jersey or Nevada. Um, and again, we'll see what it does for a lot of the, for the major sites. The 8 at 8 pokers, the party poker, the poker stars, even Galfon's run at once. We'll see how it affects things. Uh, but nonetheless, exciting times. Uh, and just we're kind of in a wait and see mode right now. You know, you, can, you control what you control. But in the meantime, you kind of got to do a bit of a wait and see. So that's what we're going to do here on the Seems Legit Podcast. We're going to wait and see. So I do thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Uh, sorry if it seemed a little rambly today. I do apologize. Feeling a little off. <clears throat> Don't know what it is. Just, you know, meh. But nonetheless, I do thank you again for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast, giving me your time. I do thank you all again for the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. And also, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the Dude Sunny D. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Take care and bye-bye for now.